Carter pulls it back, throws, has Juju Smith-Schuster. What a start to the night. One play, bang, touchdown Steelers. And the Bears have it. It's a fumble and a takeaway. Eddie Jackson going the other way for the Chicago touchdown. Balls Don't Lie Podcast. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Balls Don't Lie. I am your host, Anton, along with my co-host. Steven. Yes, indeed. We're going to have fun with this one right here. Yeah, this is going to be a fun this one. This is going to be, be fun. fun. We got a special one today. Very special. Today, we're going to list each of us our top five favorite players across any genre of sports that we've uh, grown to love over our lifespan. So. Yeah, not necessarily the best. We're no. not saying that these are the best. It's just these were our favorite, our top five favorite athletes, which as we started doing this, we realized it's kind of harder to make a top five than, than I thought it would be. It's very hard, especially when you have to dig, you know, back into your childhood and players yeah. you used to watch back then and and try not to have that recency bias. It's, right. it's like, man, it's very hard and I struggle with recency bias in my list. <laughs> yeah. But I'm kind of ready. Uh, do you want to get off some honorable mentions before we go? Yeah, for sure. Into our top five? Yeah, let's... Uh, <clears throat> Ooh, most, yeah. See, most of mine that are that are my uh, honorable mentions, they are all recent guys. Like, yeah. a lot of Kentucky basketball players. Okay. Just because they haven't even been... Like, Anthony Davis is one. Oh. John Wall... You just um, made, you just, since you said that, you made me think of a, somebody yeah. that I need to put on my list. Golly. All hey, right, well, I'm glad I messed up your list. I'm <laughs> you glad messed I messed up, up your list. That and that's why this is going to be fun because we haven't <laughs> had this conversation no. yet. We don't know each other's lists. So, and I and I think that's a good thing. We're, we wanted to do this so that, and we're going to do more of these. We'll do top five, uh, all kinds of things. Um, just to kind of just kind of get to know us for you guys, and then and we're you know getting to know these things about each other, um, and that kind of makes it fun to do it on here. But some of my guys, Anthony Davis, uh, won a championship at Kentucky. Okay. Um, but he was there for one year. Um, not that that takes anything away from him. I wouldn't have expected him to be there longer. Um, John Wall, I love Demarcus Cousins, um, Adrian Peterson. I'm keeping. It. Uh, made makes my honorable mention. The whole thing with him beating his kid with a switch. I don't want to pass too much judgment on it, but it kind of took the, some of the shine off for me. But watching him at Oklahoma um, and then with the Vikings, his running style when he would run and you get that head bob going. Right, right, right. And it just looked like he was just picking up even more steam, like a racehorse or something. It was just like, he just, I love that. That was one of my favorite things to see. Right. Um, I think those would be some of the some of the main ones for the honorable mention. Actually, this might be uh, you know LeBron James is in my honorable mention. Okay. Um, he was real close to being in the top five. Okay. Just because he was, I think he's two years older than me. So when I was in high school, it was all the time like I was young in high school. I was still playing basketball at the time, right. and he was just starting to kind of blow up a little bit. And that was where we didn't have all the Twitter. And stuff back then. So him, it was him more like getting on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Um, there were some documentaries about him. You'd see some YouTube stuff of him. Uh, but kind of, he was, I guess, my generation's Jordan because I I came in on Jordan as far as my memories. You know, right. being at an age where I can actually remember watching him. Right. Um. Obviously, loved watching Jordan when I was a kid, but getting to see LeBron's whole career, um, mm-hmm. and having him, I just think, you know. Whatever we can't have this uh, LeBron Jordan conversation at a different time, but one of the one of the best basketball players to ever play, and definitely, um, you know, kind of a just a, a rare one, not just uh, you know, right. But so those are my guys oh, for the honorable said. mention. Honorable mention. I'll start it off with Barry Larkin, Cincinnati Reds. I watched a lot of Cincinnati Reds back in 1990. Coincidentally, their uh, World Series win. That year, I yep. seriously watched every single game that was on TV and never watched baseball loyally after that for some reason. But Barry Larkin was that guy for me. i never been the home run big hitter guy. I just yep. like people who can work that glove the most. That's my favorite thing, you know, yep. glove work. 
you know, I play shortstop when we play our yeah. softball. So you wouldn't know that you didn't watch baseball because this guy can. Uh, when we go out and yeah, play softball, play. he goes out, and he balls out. Uh, so. We play. That's all we yeah. did when we was kids, though. Play <laughs> baseball, yep. basketball, football outside. Yep. Any sports. Oh yeah, uh, Charles Barkley. Yeah. That's my guy right there, uh, Sir Charles, the most uh, athletic, out of shape. Dude, ever. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish Charles Barkley played today. He's the Zion Williams is Charles Barkley 2.0. Yeah. He's the in shape, motivated Charles Barkley. That's what he's going to be. <laughs> the funny thing, I heard I heard Charles Barkley do an interview with Dan Patrick the other day. And he was asking him about Zion Williamson because of their height similarity uh-huh. and how they're both bigger. And because Dan Patrick asked him, well, he's 285. Do you think he's going to be able to hold all that weight? Or do you think he's going to have to lose any weight? And Charles was like, I don't think there's anything there to lose. No, he was like, he was like, it was easy for me to lose 50 pounds because I was fat. <laughs> it's like, so that's the difference between those two guys. But it's for the height and the bounce and kind of how they both bang around the low post. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely similar. Guy. Um, Antonio Brown. He'll probably eventually end up in my, my real five, but... I'm gonna let his, you know, career continue. I don't want to prematurely throw him in there. Um, he's a baller. Period. You already know. You witness it every Sunday. Best in the league right now. So yeah, that was easy put on there. Uh, ben. I mean, people don't like Ben because of off field, off the field stuff. Fair. But you know, <laughs> it's yeah, fair. of course, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Back when all that was happening, I was yeah. calling for him to get the hook and be traded because I was tired of hearing him mess up, doing something stupid beginning of every single season or, you know, right before Super Bowls. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, <clears throat> on the field, unquestioned, probably the most exciting quarterback, most dramatic quarterback, I would say. Like I said, 41 last-minute drives. We'll take those. Um, my last one. Grant Hill. Mm. Grant Hill, I was telling you, Duke was yeah, my Duke, one college yep. team. Yep. Grant Hill, if he never got injured in the NBA, he would have probably went down as top 20 of all time. His game was so ridiculous. Crossover, J-work, dunk on anybody. He was LeBron before LeBron as far as how his game is played. Right. He was just that dude. So I was very sad when he got hurt and just wasn't – wasn't right again. It just, it, it was terrible. It was terrible for me. I loved that dude. I had his shoes. The only felines I ever wore in my life, <laughs> there was the Grand Hills, son. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my my honorables right there. That that reminds me, and I, we talked about how this list might even change while we're talking about yes. it, but that reminds me of a couple extra that I have to give a shout out to. Uh, Tyler Ulis, point guard for Kentucky. I actually named my cat after him. My cat's name is Ulis. <laughs> Ulis. Um, he was five five nine point guard, all American. Uh, uh, second in his sophomore year, he won uh, SEC Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, but just being five nine and being that hard nosed. And then there's two other ones that are on the Bears now that I guess if we did this conversation in like ten years, maybe they'd be on the list. That's Khalil Mack and also. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Um, loving those guys, but obviously haven't been around long enough for them to be my top five favorite players of all time, but I can see them being that if, you know, we did this later down the road and if things go well. Yeah. Actually, I can go ahead and mention the L word too, since on my honorable mentions, Le'Veon Bell, he's one of the funnest people that I've ever watched, period. The man's wiggles is ridiculous. Yep. He had a lot of highlights that made me jump out my seat. So... And you'll probably notice a lot of my my favorites will be derivative of my favorite teams just because that's who I watch the most yep. for the most part. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Mike Tyson. Oh. Mike Tyson man, before the Buster I forgot Rose. about Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson and, uh, and Ali and Manny yeah. Pacquiao, to be honest. But Man, I should have Mike Tyson yeah. in my – ooh. He, I don't – he was oh, in my man. top five. I was. Yeah. I, I scratched him out though. I meant to put him on my on my, my yeah. situation. Uh, Barry Sanders didn't make my top five, but definitely. <laughs> yes. Definitely one of those Bo guys. Jackson. Yep. Uh, Herschel Walker, just from watching highlights, um, and just knowing about him, this dude stayed in shape his whole life from doing push-ups and sit-ups. And he, you look at him now; he was joking about he's going to play in the NFL when he's fifty. And if you look at him, he's like a UFC fighter now. You look oh, at him, he's yeah. just he's just ripped. He's ripped. It's like he looks like he did when he was, you know, playing college football. Right. 
All right, man. Well, shoot, you yeah. want to get into our actual five? Absolutely. I think we probably should. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll go first. All right. This first one is a doozy because it's so weird coming from, especially from me. Y'all going to be thrown off by this. But uh, my very first one is uh, actually Andre Agassi. <laughs> <laughs> Word up. I did not expect that <laughs> at all. Does. At all. Trust me. It's very weird. I watched a lot of tennis when I was young. Yeah. I watched a whole bunch. And you know I like tennis. Yep. We it's go very, play sometimes. We need to. It's yeah. very hard to find somebody to play tennis with, guys. If you, it's just, it is. It's not a normal thing to know somebody who actually plays tennis. Yeah. But I love playing tennis. It's probably my third favorite sport to play, actually. I <laughs> love tennis. So I watched him a lot. All the battles with Pete Sampras yep. uh, back in the day. He was the most flamboyant, you know, the the flashiest tennis player I ever seen. He had the long hair. That's before he started going bald. <laughs> he had yep. to cut that. He was just flashy. He had the illest backhand, two-hand backhand. Oh, my gosh. I love me some Andre Agassi. I couldn't riddle off all his stats and none of that. I know he had some championships and all that. But that's just one of those childhood memory situations that first of all nobody would expect from me, you know. <laughs> I just did not know. I, did not. I told you the first one. I knew it was gonna be a doozy on you, but yes, that was my guy right there back in the day. That's funny. That's it's weird. That's funny because <laughs> I've been into tennis for a long time. My grandpa played tennis. Okay. Um, not like <laughs> professional or anything, but like even when he was seventy, he'd go to the rec center and play with like forty year olds and right, shit. Right. Um, but he'd he'd go take us out and play with us, and then like just being a fan of sports. Tennis is one of those games where it's just so cool because it's one on one. Direct. It's one on one. Yes. You're the guy that's better usually is gonna win. Gonna win. And then you have those off days and guys have, you know, games that they or matches, I guess, in tennis where they play out of their mind. Right. But it's just one of those sports and it's kinda, you know, one of the few sports, now if I, if you really sit around and think about it, that's really just one on one like that. It's a highly so, skilled, highly conditioned sport. You have to really be on it to be good at it trust yeah me. and when we go out there and play tennis yeah. and you realize that they're hitting the way you serve across the court and have to get right. it in that first box to for them to be hitting that ball like it seems like we can hit it at each other and it's coming pretty quick right it's not for close. them to be hitting that some of these serves are like 130 yes and it's like wait a second <laughs> to be able to hit it back and still have it go in like it's just amazing tennis is really yeah those yeah. guys are pretty amazing I love it so Andre Agassi shout out to you wherever you at you my homie for life always. there you go alright my number <laughs> my, my number five um, is is a guy that is my favorite pitcher of all time okay um, career hurt by injuries otherwise he might be higher on my list but just kind of sour on how his career went felt bad for him but Kerry Wood uh, Kerry Cubs Wood, pitcher, Cubs, right? Cubs pitcher, okay. phenom, came in, rookie season, uh, ties the single-game record for strikeouts in game with 20. Okay. Um, and, you know, with baseball, they have all these ways of scoring games to determine, well, what's they, – they've gone through – I don't know how they do this, really. It's kind of fascinating. But they've gone through pitching performances to determine what would be the best game ever pitched. Right. And it the way I don't know ratios and things that they take into account with how they do this, but just dominance during the game, strikeouts, all these things. Right. He only gave up one hit, but anyways, of all the great games that have been pitched, no hitters, um, perfect games, all that. Uh, Kerry Woods twenty strikeout game is the highest rated game he pitched, the best game ever pitched, and I watched that game. Wow! And that it was against the Astros. Mm-hmm. They won 100 games that year, and he just made them look silly. And he was a rookie, um, you know, big righty out of Texas. Uh, just came in with so much promise. The fastball was just so live that day, right. and the breaking stuff was just unhittable. It was just, it was, and he just had them swinging up there, looking looking foolish. And right. just the way his <laughs> career played out. You know, he had some really great moments with the Cubs. One of the things I thought was really cool towards the end of his career, because he left the Cubs. Um, eventually, they parted ways. A lot of his injury stuff, he just couldn't keep the arm healthy. 
Um, but he came back later in his career and was actually um, a closer. And oh, okay. he, he closed games for the Cubs. And actually now he works in the Cubs organization. He always kept a home in Chicago. Um, great guy. Great guy. Uh, just one of my favorites. One of my favorites. He came in 1998. So that's when I was really, um, you know, I was, let's see, I was 12. Okay. So, you know, that was big Young time, buck. big time for baseball for me. I started playing baseball when I was nine. Okay. Um, right. But, you know, that was also the year that Sosa was having, and McGuire had the home run chase in 98. Oh, ooh, yeah. So that was a big year in baseball for me, but right. nothing in my life, when I look back at baseball, because he's my only baseball player on my top five. Okay. None of them, when I look back, I think of as fondly as Kerry Wood and just the memories I have watching him and just, you know, my dad was a pitcher. Mm-hmm. One of the things I did was pitch. Um, so I guess it makes sense for one of my favorite players to be a pitcher, but that's tough. Um, yeah. So Kerry, Kerry Woods, my, my number five. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's good though. I didn't really, you know, obviously I don't watch baseball a lot, but there's very few things more beautiful than seeing a pitcher that's rolling. Like he's right. got all the stuff he's hitting all his spots that he wants to hit, you know, his junk is nasty. Like that's beautiful stuff right there. But that's unfortunate that a lot of pitchers don't have that. Yeah, well, <laughs> pitchers now don't go. You rarely see your complete games. Like you'll see no. Max Scherzer, um, Clayton Kershaw every once in a while. They'll they'll have their complete games, but um, they just don't let pitchers do that anymore. Right. So you're not seeing as much of that. The way they're using relievers now, um, they're just they're watching pitch counts, and you just so you just don't see. I mean, I suppose if a guy had a chance to to tie a record or something like that. Um, I think the 20 strikeouts has only been done by like three or four guys. I know Roger Clemens did it. Uh-huh. I think Max Scherzer did it. I'm pretty sure Randy Johnson. Um, and then Kerry Wood. I think it might be just those four guys. Okay. So, pretty cool feat. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just uh, don't see don't see too much of that. Anything anything pitching related that has to do with longevity in a single game, Those some of those stats are kind of um, – and records are just kind of uh, not being not being reached. And it's probably a trend that will continue. Well, shout out to Kerry Wood. Shout out to Kerry Wood. Yes, indeed. All right, number four. Uh, my number four guy is uh, long hair, don't care, Troy Palomalu. <laughs> That's just my guy. It's just I have his jersey in my closet. That was the last jersey I bought. I won't buy another one except Ryan Shazier. I just don't do jerseys like that anymore. But he was one of the most exciting players to ever watch, especially on the defensive side of balls. You know, the game is geared towards offense always. But Troy was just exciting. He would jump over the <laughs> the yeah. line of scrimmage and make the tackle. Yep. The wild interceptions. I love how he was always in the box. He was a linebacker, truthfully. He'd make the tackles, interceptions. It, he was one of the first recognizable players for me on the Steelers, you know, in the, you know, when I really, really got into football. I mean, that's the first team I've ever really known. But Pittsburgh, you know, Troy was just my guy. I can't riddle off stats. I just know he was the best in the league. Him and Ed Reed for yeah. what, six straight years. It was years. him and Ed, yeah. It was just him and Ed. And yeah. they every time they battled, they would go back and forth. Pick here. Force fumble here. Big sack here, you know. Troy sent us to so many championship games. And Super Bowls just off of last second heroics. And it was yeah. always exciting, you know. That's th- just my guy. And he's a humble dude, too. Yeah, didn't he have a play where I feel like he had a play where he sacked the quarterback, but it was one of those where he timed it out just right where he jumped over the line. So he almost sacked the quarterback yes. as he was like turning around. I don't remember if it was a passing play, but it was like he was just getting into his drop. And before he knew it, here comes Troy Palomalu flying over the line. I know exactly what play yeah. you're talking about. That was against the Tennessee Titans. It was actually a goal line stand, I'm pretty sure. It was Kerry Collins as quarterback. <laughs> Forgot about and, Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> and he jumped <laughs> over. He kind of looked like he almost did a wrestling move on yeah. him because he was over top. Yeah, of over him. the top rope. And as soon <laughs> as he hiked it, he was on him. It was yeah. like, man, that's Troy shit right there. But. He's one of those people that it made me sad because his career didn't end the way it should have. He played just a tad too long. Yeah. Because he started getting all the injuries and everything. He was a, 
tad bit slower. He could have made the transition just straight linebacker if he wanted to, I guess. But he's just one of those dudes. He didn't play football completely because he, you know, I just, he loved it, but he knew when his time was. He's like, okay, it's time to hang it up. He's a humble dude, spiritual dude, and I like I just like the dude. That's yeah. Really it is. That's one of those guys I wish it, I, he was my friend. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you wish you you could uh just uh chill out with Red Man and Method Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Them just seem cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how that's how I look at Troy. That's my guy right there. So that's my number four. That's Shout a good out one. to Troy. Long hair, don't care. That's a good one. The only thing I worry about with Troy, I really hope that when he's older he's able to walk. Oh yeah. I think he hung it up in time, though. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying he had he had a lot of leg issues, but he left it all out there. Yeah, he left everything on the field. Yeah, he, right. he definitely was fun to watch. Uh, all right, so my number four is uh, sure, this is simply uh, the only thing I can say about him is the best jump shot ever. Uh, my number four is Ray <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Um, Ray Ray, okay. never, never seen, never seen a jump shot as pretty as his. Very wet. I feel like if you had to in the dictionary, uh, I guess you wouldn't put a, a picture necessarily. But if you could put one of those moving pictures, the gifs, gifs. It's uh, a gif. Gif. We need <laughs> yeah. to get a, we need to get something conclusive on that gif right. or gif. Well, whatever those moving video, moving pictures, like little tiny, yeah. Right. If you put that in a, in a dictionary, it'd be of a perfect jump shot form, uh, quick release, uh, repetitive, you know, same repetitive thing over and over. It would be Ray Allen. It was um, beautiful. The I, fun, people don't realize when he was young just how bouncy and athletic he was. He was a super baller back then. But when that, like when he was in, at UConn and then, and then with the Bucks with uh, Sam Cassell and Glenn Robinson. Yes. And then... It really started to happen when he went to the Sonics. He started having some ankles, mm-hmm. ankle injuries. And then when he went to Boston, he had some more ankle problems. Right. So then pretty much by then, he would every once in a while, he'd dunk on you and remind you. But for the most part, he was just a shooter. But right. when I played basketball, when we go to the YMCA, the thing that, you know, you just couldn't leave me open in the corner. Right. And the reason that was because Ray Allen. I would make corner jumpers all day. And it's because Ray Allen would be lethal from the corner, too. You can't leave him open in the corner. That that uh, series-saving three he made against yes. the Spurs yes. in game six at home, that step back in the corner, that's Ray Allen. Ray. Just clutch. Two-time champion uh, with the Celtics and with the Heat. Right. All-time leading three-point shooter, which eventually is going to be broken because Steph Curry is going to eclipse eclipse it. But I think if Ray Allen played his whole career in today's basketball where the three-pointer is something that's shot way more frequently, you could have seen his numbers be pretty freaky too. And you could say that with a lot of guys, Reggie Miller, um, some of those guys. But but for now, all-time leading uh, three-point shooter in NBA history. he was in the movie He Got Game with Denzel Washington. That was Jesus one of my favorite. Shuttlesworth. Yeah. I saw that when I was a kid. That was yeah. one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, probably watched it a little too young if my mom knew what was in it. Probably. Um, but but uh, definitely one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Especially because at that time I was loving basketball so much. Right. But uh, yeah, so Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth. Uh, that's my guy. I Always, anybody asks me, who's your favorite basketball player? And it's always, without a doubt, every time, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Hey. Whose first name is Walter, by the way. Really? Yeah. Walter Walter Ray Allen. Yeah. Yep. If mama named Ray, I'm going to call him Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I had one of my, my good friends' name was Walter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's dope, though. Yeah, Ray Allen was a beast. Yeah, you say he used to have all that bounce in him, though. But once you have a jump shot, you're always serviceable in the league. That's why Steph Curry is going to play for so damn long. He'll mm-hmm. play. If he wants to play 15 years, 20 years, he can because your jump shot doesn't go away. Yeah, he won't be dribbling around like he does now. No, but, but he can spot up in the corner all day. He'll still be able to hit day. threes all day. He'll be a serviceable point guard and be able to stroke on you. Absolutely. So, shout out to Ray Allen, though. Yep. <clears throat> all right, so we got... So we so got our, that's our that's our four. Yep. Okay. So, so we got we'll go three more. Three more. Maybe we should maybe we should do a break. You want to do a break now? Yeah. Maybe do okay. a break now, right. and uh, we'll get back to the top threes. I'm I'm anxious to see what yours are because 
you've already gotten <laughs> one of the greatest stewards, in, in my opinion, with yes. Paul Malu. So I'm, yes. I'm anxious to see who's topping, uh, who's topping Troy. Oh boy. Well, we'll be back. Absolutely. Top three. Welcome back to Balls Don't Lie. Yes, indeed. We're doing our uh, top five uh, favorite athletes of all time of any sport. All right. We've done our first two so far. Yep. I had number five with Andre Agassi. And yeah. I, <laughs> my number five was Kerry Wood. Okay. And then my four was, uh, dang, I Troy forgot. Troy Palomalo. Troy <laughs> yes. We've been working on these all, day, all, yeah. all for weeks, for weeks. Oh, man. And my number four was Ray Allen. All right. So give the people your number three then. Yep. So this guy played for the Bears, Brian Urlacher. Okay. <laughs> I knew he would show up somewhere. He had to, and almost <laughs> by default, because he really, his personality didn't do it. It was his play. It was play. And when you're a Bears fan... You love defense because that's what we've always done. That's how we win games. All this new offensive stuff that they're doing now. It's new. It's brand new because <laughs> yes. we didn't do this. It's defense. And the city loves defense, um, right. and so do I. Right. And that's why Brian Urlacher, because he's really that guy. When he, you know, when he went into the Hall of Fame this past year, uh, listening to his Hall of Fame speech, it, he's one of those guys when you get to see his whole career um, – it was really rewarding to see him go in the Hall of Fame. Very deserving. Uh, I never thought he kind of was. I never thought he really got the credit he deserved, even though he was always talked about. He's always all pro and everything. But Ray Lewis kind of stole yeah. that top linebacker yeah. throne, and maybe deservedly so. But because of that, I feel like, and because Urlacher played on a lot of teams that weren't very good, right? I feel like he never really got the credit he deserved. But. Um, one of the best linebackers I've ever seen yeah. and really just kind of embodied what what you want your franchise guy to be. Very humble, not about himself, always about the team and just going out there and doing his job. And I think a city like Chicago really appreciates that, and I do too. Right. So Brian Urlacher yeah. is my number three. Yeah, Urlacher always seemed, he struck me as not the flashy guy. He was just a guy who was always where he needed to be. He was a guy everybody avoided because they didn't want to get touched by him. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he and was way more athletic. Doing. Way more athletic than people thought. He was a safety in college. Mm-hmm. Big ass safety. Really? Yeah. Who did he play for? Uh, it was New Mexico or New Mexico State. Okay. I think it was New Mexico. Um, but yeah, he. I think he's from New Mexico too. Okay. But uh, yeah, he came out. He's a safety. Um, safety in college, which that he was very good in coverage, and you could see some of those safety skills. I think he put on some weight. Once he got to the Bears, but he, uh, you know, you could you could always see those coverage skills. No doubt. Shout out to Brian Urlacher. You are one of the one of the greats for the Bears squad. Absolutely. Welcome uh, to the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, my number three. It's very ironic that you use Brian Urlacher, because mine is uh, the wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> Round and round. <laughs> round and round. Oh, man. <laughs> Jerome the Bus Bettis. Smash mouth football at his finest. I love Jerome. He ran over so many people. The body count that he left <laughs> in the wake of the bus is enormous. He's ran over a lot of people, including your number three guy. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Brian Erlacher. But that was a one-time thing. It was in the snow, so I give Brian a little pass on that. <laughs> and we was trying to get to the playoffs that year. <laughs> but yeah, the bus is just awesome. It was it was a freak of nature, really. I mean, obviously he ran over people, but it surprised you when he actually had wiggles. He would he yeah. would shake people, and he'd yeah. be like, "Where did that come from? I don't know how big he was. I know he was two sixty, two seventy. Yeah, like. they. I think he was heavier than they listed him. He always looked huge. I thought they listed him at like 240 or 245, and I thought he was bigger than that. But yeah, for being his size, to be able to move like that was 
really annoying. His speed. <laughs> like, yeah. he was quick to accelerate. Like, 251. He was just 251. So, yeah, he's... That's a big, That's a big fucking dope. guy with, yeah. he, with the speed he's getting. <laughs> and he was so low. There was nothing you could really do. Nothing. Captain fall forward. Yeah. Push forward. It was just... He was just a good back. I loved him. I wish uh, I would have watched him more in his, earlier in his career. I watched him mainly during his Steelers career, mm-hmm. but he obviously had great years with the Rams. Yep. So, you know, he's just a great player. I wish he played now. <laughs> I bet you he could be a fullback in the league right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that dude right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, JB, I'm glad we got him the Super Bowl too. That yeah. was a super... Uh, Didn't they win in Detroit where he's from? Yeah, where he's from yeah. in his hometown. I remember uh, that previous year being uh, uh, the Steelers lost to the Patriots in that AFC championship and Ben talked him in to yeah. coming back one more year. Like, I promise you we're going to win it next year. Yeah. And and they delivered. <clears throat> that was I think that was still one of the worst Super Bowls ever be played, to be honest. But it was a W. <laughs> it was a W. Uh, JB Hall of Famer goes away, rides on the bus, yeah, to the Hall of Fame with a championship in his pocket. Yep. One of the greatest of all times at the running back position. One of the funnest to watch. So yeah, Jerome Bettis. Yeah, that's my cool. Guy. <laughs> I always like I always like that style of running back. Yes. Uh, one of them I always really liked was Natron Means. Yeah, I remember you talking uh, about that. Yeah. Uh, when he was with the Chargers, he was so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy who played for the Ravens when they first came in, Bam Morris. He was kind of a bruiser like that. It made sense. His yeah. name was Bam. Um, I think he played for the Steelers for a little bit, too. Did he? Yeah, I yeah. think he did. Um, I always loved those guys. Yeah. The bruisers. Christian Okoye. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What's your man that played for Purdue? Uh, Brian Allstock. No, he didn't play for uh, Mike Allstock. Mike Allstock. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a bad boy too yeah. right there. He was at Purdue. Yeah, he was. Yep. Yeah, so. Yep, number three. Right. JB. All right, who you got for number two? It's getting down to closer to the number one spot. I had to... I had to think real hard about this top two. Me too. And I was trying to think... The only way I could... The only way I could determine it was, I think it was week two. The Bears were playing the Cardinals. I think that was was week three. Tiger Woods comes out, wins a tournament. Mm. And I felt so happy because it brought back all the memories I had watching him when I was a kid. And he made golf so cool. He made it cool, that's for sure. And, like, so on Friday, uh, he's having a, a a little, I don't know what it is. It's, it's for money, but I don't think it's their money. But he's doing this is little thing the, with the Phil Mickelson. Oh, yeah, he's doing that with Friday. Phil Mickelson. And he's talking shit. And the reason why Tiger was so good, they said, uh, are you trying to get in Phil's head? He said, I've been in Phil's head for 20 years. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he had, he was in everybody's head. For 20 yes, years. Yes. He was so, just so dominant. And it, again, in a game where you're not just playing the field, but you're playing the course. Yes. And how he would just dominate some of these tournaments, the amount of tournaments that he won, the amount of the, of majors, some, some in such, uh, you know, exciting fashion, the crowds that would just follow him around every hole. Just nothing like been seen that I've ever seen in golf. Uh, people talk about Jack Nicholas or whatever, but right. I I mean I didn't get to see that. But Tiger Woods just was always like to make me want to watch golf. I played golf. My dad got me out playing golf when I was young. Right. Um But one of the reasons why it was cool to do that was was because of Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods, he was uh he's I I don't call him the GOAT. But he I think should, you can. Though. He he's very close. You can. He's up there. He's the most. How do you say it? Um, <clears throat> he brought people to the sport unlike anybody else. Yeah. Period. It's changed golf forever. Changed it completely. First of all, black people didn't play golf like that. Right. But he had black folks watching golf. Absolutely. He did. He brought f- viewership to the sport. 
And when his uh, little scandal went down, yep. so did so did golf. So did golf. <laughs> so did golf. When he was out with all his injuries, multiple surgeries, back, all this stuff. Yeah, all they could talk about when someone would win a tournament, whether it's, whether it was uh, Jordan Spieth or what's the little McElroy, McElroy yeah. uh, all they wanted to talk about was who's the next Tiger. Right. Guess what? There's not going to be no. a next Tiger. No. There's not going to be. The way he dominated, and I think the reason why there won't be is because of the way that he changed the game. The amount of quality players that you have now the amount of, the way these guys play, hitting the ball so long off the tee, he changed everything about golf. And it actually has made it harder for him now. Where now he's when he's coming back as an older guy. Right. And he's not hitting so long off the tee. And he's facing all these guys that are hitting longer than he did when he was hitting long. They said they couldn't believe how long he was hitting. <laughs> they started making golf courses longer to tiger proof them. He changed the game. He changed golf. He made it cool. And the whole scandal thing. That doesn't really play into my mind with it because no, I, I I can't a little bit. I just can't even think about that. It's not. I think it played into his mind though. It definitely played in his mind. <laughs> I mean, you lose that whole image, the whole thing that he had going yeah. on. Um, but hard to judge a guy who's living a life that you know only few can imagine, where you're just that famous. Right. You're just that famous, where people line up to meet you when you go places. You're that famous. Right. Nobody knows what that reality is like. Not saying what he did, you know, it's not, dude, just don't be married. Right. <laughs> just, you know, just don't be married. But whatever, you know, but that's, you know, seeing him come back from all these injuries and seeing his happiness, he's a much more humble guy now. He seems yeah. like he's actually, like, wants to get along with other players. And, like, it's just, right. it's a whole different thing. But just to see it come full circle, um, the the way the way that I, I weighed him getting into my top two was – how happy I was, the feeling that I had when he won that tournament right. uh, in week three. So whenever that was, was that September, October, whatever? October. September, yeah. End well, up September. Yeah. yeah. So when he won that, just my feeling of joy for him winning that made me realize this was a really important athlete and a really important person watching for me when I grew up. So Tiger Woods is my number two. Um Dang. He'll probably always stay in the top five, but uh, definitely the only golfer that can even sniff it. So, uh, yeah, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, number two. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there right now. You make me feel ashamed for not even putting him in my list because I, <laughs> I forgot about Tiger, to be honest. That lets you know I didn't prepare for this list very well. It's just it's hard. It's hard to find your five players that you – Yeah, the more you do, we yeah, would change it a million times. A million times. But Tiger – you you were the man and you are still the man. Just that's from that's from uh the boys don't lie the balls don't lie boys. Yep, still you the man, still the man. And I'm excited about that tournament. The moment I heard about it, not tournament, but the playoff with, with Phil Mickelson, yeah. I was like, man, that's the dopest idea I've ever heard in my life. Why don't they do that more often? Yeah, and I heard I mean, there's not gonna be there's not gonna even be like people on the course. It's just gonna be a closed course. Just gonna be them playing golf, which is, is like the dopest it's brilliant. Idea. It's brilliant. That's great. Well, yeah, great number two pick, man. Uh, well, I'm going to stick with the theme of my teams. Uh, number two, the most unathletic wide receiver of all time <laughs> that still put up numbers and still got busy. Uh, my man Catch with a smile, Heinz Ward. I was waiting for that one. That's my <laughs> – oh, my gosh. He's almost my favorite player of all time. It's something about somebody catching the ball over the middle and immediately start smiling yep. and go upfield and take the hit, the punishment, get up, smile, laugh at you, and keep going. That, that's my guy. Super Bowl MVP. Uh, I forget how many seasons he had with over 100 catches. Um, All-time leading Steelers receiver. Which will be broken by AB is just going to happen as long as AB sticks with the team. But yeah, he was just the do it all uh, wide receiver, the best blocking wide receiver of all time. Yep. They changed a few rules because he was breaking jaws out there, blindsiding yep. boys. Yep. I understand. Yeah, the defensive <laughs> receiver thing yeah. almost came from. It came directly from yeah. Hines. Yeah, I, I forget whose jaw he broke on the uh, the Bengals, but. It wasn't nice. 
you should apologize to that man, Hines. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, that was just my guy. I just love seeing him smile. When you're smiling on the football field in mid-play and not reacting, you know, right? It's like you know you love it, and you know you're kind of lucky to be there because you're not super fast. Your hands are pretty good, but you're a linebacker that can catch balls. <laughs> yeah. That's really what he was. I mean, he wasn't quite as big as a linebacker, but that's that's his mentality. He wants to hit somebody. He wants to get physical. He's not going to shake you. He's just going to run you over or try his best to do it. And he was a winning winning wide receiver. That's all it is to it. Heinz Ward. He should be a Hall of Famer. I don't know why people question it. His numbers stack up with Hall of Famers. He has Super Bowl MVP. No, he wasn't the greatest receiver in any season that he played, but he was top five in every season he played. Pretty well, much. As far as numbers go. Yeah. There's something going against receivers. Terrell Owens, if you look at his career numbers, for him not to get in the first time. Yeah, that's... that's for, so something's going on where they're just... I think they're... I don't know what that is if you got to have certain kinds of They keep elevating things. it, though. Yeah, because T.O.'s like top three, top four in receptions, and then like top three or four in touchdown, like yards or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. It's For him not to be a first ballot was weird. Weird. So, I mean, I could see how, you know, a guy like Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward, I will just tell you, I could never stand. Mm-hmm. And he was that kind of guy. He's the kind of guy where when he's on your team, you love him. Love him. And when he's not... He makes you mad as hell. You can't stand him. <laughs> and so I can go all the opposite. I could probably put him in my top five most disliked players. Nothing personal, but oh, of course. he just was that guy. He was yeah. that guy. Yep, he was. He was a thorn in everybody's side. It's like, why is this guy killing us right now? He shouldn't be. <laughs> right. He shouldn't be at all. But he's managing to do it, and he does it every time. Sneaky. He always, you know, he wasn't the flashiest guy on the team at all. He always had a fast wide receiver on the other side. But he patrolled the middle all day. And he probably knocked out one of your favorite players on your team. That's what usually happens. So Yeah. Yeah, he's uh yeah, he he was bound to do that. He yeah. he kind of embodied that city. It's the same it's kinda of cool with the with the Bears and Steelers, since we're, you know, kinda of covering those two teams. It's the same kind of people I feel like in those real hard nosed, right, bring your lunch right, pail. Right. You know, the, the blue collar, going to, you know, the factories and, and doing some of those kind of jobs. It just seems like those are the kind of fan bases. And, again, Heinz Ward for those guys would be the kind of right. guy that, that they would appreciate. Bring your hard hat and your lunch pail to work. Let's get busy. All right, well, we're down to our last pick. Yep, top our one. last choice. Uh, <laughs> we're going to take one more break. And when we come back, we're going to unveil the number one picks and choices of our top five favorite players of all time. Excited to see you. (laughs) It's going to be fun. All right. We'll be back. All right. And we're back. Balls Don't Lie podcast. Count down our top five favorite athletes of all time. Uh, should we recap real quick? Yeah, we probably should give it the old uh, the old classic rundown. I feel like that's what they do in times like these. I'll just do mine uh, five through two. Kerry Wood came in at number five. Uh, Ray Allen at number four. Uh, my man Brian Urlacher at number three. And then the greatest golfer of all time, Tiger Woods at number two. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, my number five was Andre Agassi. <laughs> number four, Troy Palomalu. Number three, the bus, Jerome Bettis. And number two, always smiling, Heinz Ward. All right. All right. So let's get to the ones. Number one. <laughs> All I can say for number one for me is showtime. <laughs> Magic Johnson. <laughs> oh, man. Magic Johnson. That is my favorite player, hands down, of all time. Uh, Basketball was always my favorite sport, you know, back then. Nowadays, it's more of watching football I like watching, but basketball was my life back then. 
And he was the type of player that I liked. I've never been a selfish player. I didn't wasn't gravitating to the person who scored the most. I like people who knew how to facilitate, bounce, do a little bit of everything, grab the rebound, can score if they need to, but get everybody involved, run the show. And Showtime was the, the greatest. Magic had everybody doing their thing. He had James Worthy on the wing, hit him no look, boom. You know, feed the post to Kareem one time. You know, Byron Scott through the legs. You know, you know how Magic done it. It was just exciting. That was another player that ran the court with a smile on his face. Yep. He just, you can tell he was so happy to be there. He he did, he did was doing what he loved and passionate, fiery. Uh, he's probably number one on most basketball players' lists if it's not Jordan. Right. Put it that way. Yeah, he and, definitely is one of those guys that gets brought up a lot. Yeah. Um, Jordan, I'm not even going to talk about Jordan. You guys see he's not on my list, so you can tell how I feel about Jordan. He is that dude, but nah, not for me. Magic. I don't know what else to say. I can't pull up his numbers. Almost a walking triple-double. Yep. You know? Lakers, that's my squad, man. You know how I go. Yeah, he kind of he kind of was the f- one of those guys that kind of laid the way for uh, when you look at I mean, LeBron's like LeBron's more explosive, but when you look at the guy six eight oh, six yeah. nine, who's who's with that passing ability, yes. you know, when LeBron was first coming up, the thing that people always slept on for for the longest time was his ability as a passer, which actually might be his the greatest attribute. Yeah, he's a willing passer. Uh, yeah, and great vision and just the tech, just being able to put balls in places that you just right. most people can't. But that's what Magic Johnson was doing. Mm-hmm. He was yes. doing the same stuff. He just wasn't. You know, the ex- but the explosion necessarily yeah. that like LeBron LeBron gives you, but yeah, another player whose career was cut short, obviously, um, due to HIV. It was crazy because <clears throat> that was the first time I ever saw my dad cry because I actually watched that conference, mm-hmm. you know, the the press conference. Yeah, my dad was bawling, and I was like, man, I didn't, you know, obviously, well, how old was I? Ten or eleven, I think when that press conference happened and I didn't know nothing about HIV. Right. All I knew was my favorite basketball player said he couldn't play no more. So, right. I, you know, I was hurt yeah. off of it too. And then he comes back and they let him play in the all-star game that year. And he balled out. Oh, that's one of the greatest sports moments of all time. The step back fadeaway jump shot over Isaiah. Ooh, <laughs> get chills thinking about it, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, but those were, that's my era. I'm, I'm probably dating myself right now. I have officially dated myself right now, <laughs> matter of fact. But Magic Johnson, I could probably throw a couple more of those Lakers on that team. James Worthy, Byron Scott, Michael Cooper on my list. But I didn't want to be put my <laughs> my top five be a starting five showtime. So, you know, Magic yeah. Johnson. Yeah, definitely. Your, <laughs> your favorite player's favorite player, promise yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely dating yourself a little bit there because <laughs> I obviously know of Magic Johnson. Right. I didn't get to I don't really have I'm trying to think if I have memories of like seeing him play. And uh, I feel like when he did the little comeback the thing. Comeback, yeah. I remember that. He balled but, in too. But like watching like when was the national championship game against Larry Bird? That was uh, uh, when he was at Michigan State. So like yeah, so I was yeah, I wasn't even alive yeah. for that. So like seeing seeing some of that Having recollection of it, it's all through like YouTube right. for the most part. Yeah, he was drafted the year I was born, so I got to watch him when I was started about five to yeah. ten or eleven. Yeah. yeah, the Larry Bird and Magic feud or whatever you want to call it, beef or rivalry. Yeah, I hated Larry Bird. He was a monster though. Yeah. He was a monster. I, I will never disrespect Larry ever, and he's an Indiana boy, so respect. Yep. That's a good one. Magic's a good one. All right, man. That's a good one. Hit me with this number one. All right. Run, Ricky, run. That's all I can say. Run, Ricky, run. My favorite athlete of all time is Ricky Williams. Oh, The man. running back. A.K.A. Captain Smoke a lot. Yep. Go ahead. Dreadlock rascal. <laughs> Absolutely. I loved watching Ricky play when he was at Texas. Okay. Um... When I was a kid, running back was just, to me, the coolest position in all of sports. Mm-hmm. 
I would run around. I was the only child. I mean, I have a brother, but we didn't grow up in the same house. Um, so essentially, I was the only child. So when I had to, you know, figure out things to do to entertain myself, being a sports lover, I was one of those kids that was down in the basement with a football. And you know those uh, Halloween costumes that, like, you can give for the NFL teams, yes. like those little cheap oh, helmets? Yeah. Yep. I would get one of those. I always wanted one of those. And for some reason, I got stuck with the Vikings one. So what I did was I took the horns off the stickers. Mm. So it was just a purple helmet. So I could right. <laughs> tell myself it wasn't. So I'd put that on, and then I'd run around my basement with the ball and, like, juke around chairs and stuff, and I'd pretend I'd get tackled, and I'd really go down to the ground. Right, right. <laughs> That's what i do for fun. And on video games, like, the first, like, one of the, the coolest video games was uh, Madden 98 on the Sega Saturn. Ooh. And the thing was, now in Madden, you can do, like, a career, and, you know, it keeps track of all the guys' stats for if you did a 10-year 10 year franchise or season, whatever, it'll keep all the stats. Well, back then it only was you could do a season and it didn't keep the stats. It didn't keep the stats. So I had notebooks full of the stats. I would keep the attempts, <laughs> yards, touchdowns, all that stuff, game by game. And then I'd add them up at the end of the year and I'd just keep a log of them. I'd just do over and over and over again. Right. Well, that's how much I love the running back position. And Ricky Williams is one of the first ones that I remember watching that just kind of drew me in mm-hmm. when he was at Texas and went on to set the uh, career rushing record, which was broken, I think, the next season by Ron Dane at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Mike Dick is coaching the Saints, trades millions of picks to get up to number one, drafts Ricky Williams. Doesn't have a very good uh, start to his career there, but goes to Miami uh, blows up leading rusher one of his years I forget but he kind of had the whole Le'Veon thing where he didn't like getting hit Ricky Williams if anybody wants to watch uh, a documentary on a guy who's just interesting beyond belief you have to watch uh, Run Ricky Run it's one of those ESPN 30 for 30s um, really fascinating guy very spiritual guy real deep but also suffers from some mental illness, um, you know, just has had some weird things. But he, he just he decided to step away from the game for a while. Right. He went and lived in a tent. Mm-hmm. He traveled the world and like lived like a nomad. And then he comes back and he goes to massage therapy school and he's in some uh, Ayurvedic medicine school out in California and um you know, smoking a lot of weed, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know, which is one of the reasons his career never really could get back on. He came back, but he just, he wanted, they painted the picture of him like he's just this pothead. He just wants to quit playing football so he can go smoke weed. But that wasn't it. He he, he didn't like the limelight. It's he didn't like the limelight. He didn't like getting beat up. Right. He wanted to be able to, you know, not be broken down when he was older. And he had an awareness of that. And, he just was different. He was going to do it his own way. Right. He was going to do it his own way. But even when he came back after the hiatus from the, you know, hiking and tents and massage school and all these things that he did, he was, um, still, quality. He was still quality running back. Right. Now, they teamed him up, I think, with, I think it was Ronnie Brown. when he, Ronnie Brown was down there in Miami. I think so. And then he went to Baltimore, and he was their second running back, but he was still... Um, putting up pretty good numbers because I had him on my my fantasy football team because my my fantasy football team was named Run Ricky Run mm. and you know <laughs> just all encompassing just to me just a really cool guy fun to watch was a great player um, career numbers might surprise you but that wasn't it for me it was more him as a person um, I felt like I could relate to a lot of the things that he kind of stood for um, struggled with some of the same issues that he struggled with. Uh, in my life and so you know felt some kind of a connection to him and actually I went to massage therapy school after I watched the documentary Um, it kind of because he wanted to get into it where he was working it it seemed to me like an avenue to be able to work with athletes so you start off with that and then you get into more uh, specified things with training where you can work with athletes Right. and he kind of was doing that too and uh, so he inspired me in a lot of ways and I just such a fascinating person. Talked to him on Twitter a couple times. He talked to my dad a couple times on Twitter because um, he lived down in Fort Lauderdale when I was living down there. 
And because uh, I think he kept a home there from when he was playing for the Dolphins. Okay. But uh, just one of those guys, like you were saying with uh, Paul Malu, you want to, I, I want to hang out with Ricky Williams. Right. I want to go have, right. <laughs> you could have, I feel like if you follow him on Twitter, you can see how you could have a really nonchalant conversation or you could talk about some of the most off the wall shit, right. mind blowing right. conversations that you could probably ever have. And you would just not expect it. From a guy that got labeled the way he did, and it just—I just never thought it was fair to him as a person. Uh, I just thought it was really short-sighted. It always frustrated me. But Ricky Williams, uh, definitely my number one. Uh, I got a little statue of him when he was at Texas, uh, one of those little figurine things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ricky Williams for sure. That's a great pick, though. I didn't follow Ricky like that. He seemed like he was a victim of the NFL trying to protect the brand type situation. Yeah. You know. Everybody knows that NFL players smoke a lot of weed. You almost have to to play that brutal of a sport. Nobody wants to have narcotics in their system that that much. It's just we all know that narcotics are not that bad, even though that's the avenue they want us to take. Right. Weed is the best, you know, alternative to that. So I've talked to people who who's uh, been to you know NFL training camps and actually tried out for teams and stuff like that and they've told me that these players smoke a lot of weed they just know when tests are coming and when they're not that's what blows my mind about martavis bryant how yeah. did he get caught yeah. that many times you know so yeah I, ricky williams was a beast though I've, I've i have seen him i just didn't follow him that way yeah i'm not a miami fan like that didn't right. watch a lot of college ball but much respect to uh Ricky Williams, aka Smoke Dog, aka <laughs> Leave Me Alone, aka yeah. Uh, yeah. Shut Up and Let Me Play and yeah. Leave Me Alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he's a weird one. But Interesting cool, top cool fives, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what other top fives we can get into. And this is where uh, I think one of the reasons we wanted to do this, I think we're like we saying earlier, is. Uh, Getting to know us, us getting to know each other a little bit right. on our sports history. Yes. Um, but if there's things that you guys listening want us to talk about, if there's any other top fives, you know, we went into some, uh, uh, you know, talk about favorite condiments on <laughs> on a, a different show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so we we want to talk about all kinds of things aside from just breaking down the games. Right. Um, a lot of it's going to be tied into sports, um, but. If there's just things in general that you guys want us to, you know, want us to talk about, or if you guys have things, drop some comments. Um, let us know if you guys want to rank your top fives. Please do. Um, we do have a Twitter. Yes. Uh, what's it uh, at Balls Don't Lie Pod? Yep. Please get on there. I've been quite active. My Twitter thumbs is going crazy right now, fam. My Twitter thumbs <laughs> yeah. is going crazy. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm new to Twitter, so you know, I'm not that. I don't like social media like that, but Twitter is kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and I had Twitter like three years ago, and I, <laughs> getting back on it now, it's almost, it's like a different planet. It's <laughs> like, I, I I recognize this place, but they changed the walls, and they put new furniture, and I'm not real sure what to do with it. So, um, but yeah, it's fun. Follow us on there. You guys can interact with us on there. There's also places to leave comments on our podcast page on SoundCloud and CastBox. CastBox. Um, We're going to try to get up on Google Play and uh, iTunes soon. So yeah. stay tuned for that. In the meanwhile. Yeah, that's been Balls Don't Lie. Just remember, people, the balls really don't lie. Rasheed Wallace didn't lie. No. The balls don't lie. And neither do I. No. And neither does this guy. That's for sure. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining us on Balls Don't Watch.